Welcome to the Dirty Devotional Podcast, where we try to make sense of the dirty and the divine in our messy world. My name is Zach, and I'm an ex-pastor, a struggling addict, and I deal with major anxiety and depression. Yet I deeply believe in God's presence in my life and in your life as well. I hope today's conversation inspires your thoughts, challenges your beliefs, and helps you feel seen, known, and loved by a real God. Thanks for joining. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Dirty Devotional Podcast, y'all. I am so excited, so honored to have you back with me today, and I hope you're doing wonderful. And y'all, I got to celebrate something. We've been doing this podcast for a few months now, and we kicked it off a little bit after the start of the year. Um, And I just got word, y'all, that a couple weeks ago, we broke over 10,000 downloads, which is phenomenal, y'all. I'm excited about it because here's the thing. I don't, it doesn't bother me who listens to this. Um, but over the past few months, hearing people from Australia, from Finland, from New Zealand, from literally all over the country, um, reaching out, telling me how this podcast has helped them. Y'all, it means the world to me. I want to celebrate it. And so I'm going to be releasing something soon that I'm working on. Um, that is just about that. It's just about celebrating, um, 10,000 downloads. And so thank you for being a part of that. It means so, so much to me. And I'm going to hop right in, y'all. Uh, last devotional, last episode, we talked about um, these characters who were born named Jacob and Esau in the Bible. If you want to read, it's in Genesis chapter 25. And basically, we talked about Jacob and how he was named that. And the name literally means cheat or um, deceiver, which is a name not many of us would want. And today we're going to pick up talking about literally Jacob doing exactly what Jacob does, which is deceiving, manipulating, cheating. Um, at least that's what it looks like. But to talk about that, we want to talk about his brother, Esau. So if you missed the last episode, Jacob and Esau were born at the same time. Esau came out first, um, out of the womb first. And, and because he was the first one born in that time, what that meant is he had the birthright. Um, the birthright was a pretty big deal because as the first son of a family, it meant you had basically the majority of the inheritance of the land, um, basically all the assets, the possessions of your mother and father. And so Esau, being the first one out, received all of that. And so we pick up later in life, um, but it's important to know that because what we find out in Genesis 25 is that Jacob... Um, became more of a mama's boy. He loved like cooking at home. Um, he loved his mom, loved being around her. He didn't love the things that nor- like typically the stereotypical what's assigned to guys, what they would enjoy. Things like um, sports and being outdoors. Jacob doesn't seem to be like that based off the description we're given um, by him. Now Esau, another and is that Esau, it says, was like a hunter, outdoorsman, um, loved camping, uh, basically very, he's, I mean, he's hairy. So like, I mean, he's fitting like your stereotypical macho man. And he naturally, he was a daddy's boy. His daddy loved, dad loved him, favored him. Um, but his, the mom favored Jacob. Now here's what happens is Esau goes out for a long time and is going hunting. He's kind of doing the things he enjoys doing. And he comes back and the Bible tells us that he is super famished. 
that he is, he's lost all of his energy. He's tired. He even goes on to say things like, I'm like, I'm going to die. Like he's, that's how hungry. And I don't know about you. I've been there before where it's like, you're no longer hungry. You're hangry. And even beyond that, you're one step away from just wanting to fall over dead because you don't even know if you have enough energy to get the food. Um, Esau apparently is at this place. And so he's, and he walks in and Jacob is cooking some food, cooking some lentil soup, which sounds disgusting. Um, but apparently Jacob wanted to make that. I'm not sure Jacob can cook because that sounds like a meal. Someone who can't cook would cook. Um, it's like up there with like oodles and noodles or ramen, you know, but I digress. Jacob is making some lentil soup and Esau sees it and says, quick, give me some of that stew because I'm freaking hungry. And Jacob's like, okay, you all sound fine. Sell me your birthright, which is pretty audacious. Can we all agree? I mean, you make these false promises like when you're a kid with your siblings. Like, I can't say how many threats I've given to my sisters before and how many threats they've given to me. Um, and right now, Jacob is playing that and he's like, hey, you want this stew? Give me your birthright. Well, naturally, the right decision would Esau to be like, no, I'm good. I'm going to find something else. But Esau apparently is so hungry. He says this, he goes, what good is my birthright if I'm about to die? Um, which apparently is a level of hunger I've never experienced. Apparently he was out in the wilderness for a very long time to be this hungry. And so Esau willy nilly just goes ahead and gives up his birthright in exchange for some lentil soup. Y'all, what the heck? This is ridiculous. It's almost, it's one of these stories in the Bible you read and you think, who's that stupid? Who is stupid enough to give up something so big as their birthright, which is going to set them up for life, put them in a strong position of power for the rest of their life um, for something as stupid as soup? Here's the thing, though. As exaggerated as this story seems, it is not. we do not exaggerate this idea that me and you so many times in our life, we will trade big, important things, priorities in our life for momentary gratification. We've all been there. You don't, you don't have the money in the bank account. We know it. But let's face it. You go to Target. You go there to get one thing. You walk out with 26 things. Forget the one thing you were supposed to get. So that way you got to go back, which leads to more money. And you're like, and here you look at your bank account two weeks later and you think, what the heck was I thinking? Why did I buy all this stuff I didn't really need and put myself in this position? We can relate there. There are times where we have conversations, where we make decisions with people um, in order to feel good about ourselves, to get that instant gratification, but at the cost of hurting people that we really care about, like our spouse or a close friend or a family. Now, I know none of you have traded your, your uh, birthright for a suit, but I can't help but wonder what are the big things in your life, your financials, your spiritual health, your relational health? Um, have you traded in these big things so that you could feel important, so that you could feel valued, maybe so that you could feel sexy, uh, so that you could feel um, uh, secure or have a favored that you would trade in these big things in order to have this momentary gain. Because like Esau, I'm sure Esau felt good for a moment, but what he ends up saying is he ends up despising or is disgusted by his birthright because he ended up hating something that was so valuable to him because he gave it up for something so small. And today I want to challenge you 
Don't be this person. First off, it is never, never worth it. If you find yourself trying to justify a decision, you probably shouldn't do it. If you find yourself having to hide decisions because you know people wouldn't approve of it, you probably shouldn't do it. The truth is you're probably trading something big and valuable, your legacy, your birthright for lentil soup. The second thing is this, is maybe you've already done that. Maybe you find yourself in that position right now. Here's what I want to encourage you with. The best time to make a change is today. So if there's an unhealthy relationship in your life, break it off. If there is uh, financial stresses in your life and you've already set yourself up to dig a bigger hole, cancel it. Make the decisions that are going to prolong the important things in your life because they will always give a bigger return on investment than the small things. Lentil soup, you'll feel good for a minute, but we all know you're going to be hungry again. Your birthright is something that is very, very difficult to replace. And so I want to encourage you today, don't be that. Don't trade something of great value for something that doesn't matter. And I promise you, you won't regret it. And I feel like I need to say this before I finish, is if you've already done that, I want you to know it's okay. We've all been there. We've all made those decisions we wish we wouldn't have made. But the most important thing to remember is that even though you can't go back, you can start over. And today you can put a new foot in front of you and start a new life and to build something worth keeping. Let me pray for you. God, thank you, thank you, thank you for every person listening to this. Lord, help all of us. Lord, help me, help the listeners, help help all of us, the dirty devotional family, help us to make wise decisions. Lord, it's easy, it's so easy to give up important things of value for things that are gonna give us instant gratification. But Lord, help us remember the long game. Help us remember that there is a greater return on the big things than there is on these quick and easy things. Lord, the harder things, the things that are worth fighting for in life are always more difficult. So it help us to keep that perspective. Lord, for us, for all of us that have already traded things like that and have made bad decisions, Lord, give us the courage um, to start over. Lord, take away shame that will kind of keep us in that spot and maybe put us in a pattern of making those bad decisions. Take that away. And Lord, help us start anew today. And Lord, we thank you. I thank you for those listening. And Lord, I pray that you honor them, that you be present with them, that you help them feel seen, known, and loved. And we ask this in your name. Amen. Hey, thanks so much for joining me on today's devotional. If you want to get more connected, then be sure to follow me on Instagram at Z underscore chill. That's at Z underscore C-H-I-L. Or you can connect with myself and other listeners through our private Facebook group. You can find this by searching Dirty Devotional Podcast, Dirty Family. Lastly, if you enjoy the podcast, please take time to rate it on iTunes or Spotify. This helps us reach more people and lets us know that my content is making a difference in your life. Most importantly, I hope today you felt seen, known, and loved by a real God. Be blessed.